Wow. Amen. I tell you what, a guy can't preach after that, man. He might as well quit. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We thank God for the, the presence of the Holy Spirit here today. I believe you're in the right place at the right time. Something good is about to happen. Amen. As Bishop said, this is the day when we live with an acknowledgement and an awareness of his favor. We can get up every day and say, this is the day. Something good is going to happen to me today. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Praise the Lord. Amen. This is a joy and honor to be with you tonight. Here this, I started to say tonight, but, but this morning, amen. And uh, appreciate Bishop Brian and Renee and Destiny. Of course, Jordan is in college, but amen. Missing him today. Amen. Praise the Lord. But as uh, Bishop Brian said, I've known, known him for, he said, 24 years. I, I don't know uh, what the number was, but I knew it had been a while. We thank God for him and, and his faithfulness and loyalty and integrity through the years as I've known him and as he's been a great man of God and a great friend in my life. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All the years that I've known him, he's had one, one purpose, and that it was to do the work of the kingdom. Amen. Build the kingdom of God. And I, I do, do sincerely appreciate that. Amen. Appreciate his friendship. Amen. Praise the Lord. Right, glory to God. I hope he's never told you one of our coon hunting stories. <laughs> Amen. There's one particular one I hope he never tells. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Good to have today our friend Tim Pinwell, his family here. He uh, was at our church in Fuquay, lives in Charleston now. Good to have you, Tim. Uh, also, good to see Brother and Sister Matthews. Brother Matthews been praying, believing with you. Amen. Glory. You're looking strong, man. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory. And uh, also, good to, I'm glad, so glad my wife is with me today. Amen. Praise the Lord. And uh, glory. We've traveled quite a bit this year. Probably, I don't know, maybe even more than ever. I was in India almost a month and. Then I was in Africa for, well, about three weeks, and then I was in Mexico, and finally, finally I'm home, amen? And, uh, you know, I, I kind of slow down to, in the fall. I don't know, we may go somewhere else in November. I'm not sure right now. Some things are kind of in the work, but we're just traveling, you know, the world and preaching the gospel, and some people get saved and healed and filled with the Holy Spirit, set free, delivered, amen? And... Uh, you know, we could just tell you testimonies about that. God has so, so wonderfully blessed us. We, we did a meeting in, uh, I, was in, I was in India, southern India in February, and we did, a, we did an eight-day crusade. Most people today don't want to do a crusade more than two or three days. But, but I find the longer I stay and just, just preach Jesus, just preach the gospel and teach the word of God, the faith just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Amen. And, uh, but in the middle of this meeting, there was a lady came to me and she was a Hindu lady. She brought her, uh, brought her son. He was born, uh, I think the doctors say that, uh, something, some complication with birth and oxygen was, was, didn't get to his, to his brain. And so he was, he's been, uh, you know, uh, just unable even to set up. 
he was just, you know, I think by this point he's five, six years old, and he just is having, they have to carry him like, a, like an infant, five or six years old. Well, this Hindu lady heard about the meetings and brought this little boy. And uh, very, you know, when she first arrived, she, she carries him in her arms up to the front for us to pray for. You know, and I'm looking at this, this situation. I'm, and honest with, you, honest with you, I'm thinking two things. You know, number one, I'm thinking, man, this is, you know, that's a, that's a bad situation. Number two, I'm, th- I'm feeling sorry for the woman because she brought him to us. <laughs> you know, what am I going to do? Amen. <laughs> that situation. So, you know, in, I just did what I knew, and that is tell her, I said, okay. I said, Jesus loves you. Jesus wants to heal your child. And so, go back and sit down and listen to the word. Let faith arise. You know, what am I, what am I supposed to do? That's, I didn't get no word from the Holy Spirit, so I just said, just keep coming. That's all I said was just keep coming. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. I mean, in the day, it's all we can do. Just said, I said, keep coming. Well, she kept coming. Not everybody will keep coming when you tell them that, but she kept coming. Amen. And somewhere, I don't know when it happened, but somewhere about the third night, maybe the fourth night, I don't remember exactly, but, but I'm telling you, I, you know, I, we just preached Jesus, just preached Jesus, just preached Jesus. Somewhere in the middle of the preaching, it was as if Jesus stepped into the room. I immediately recognized his presence at such a level. I got on my knees as I'm preaching because I didn't want to, I didn't want to be standing in his presence. Hallelujah. He's so, so awesome. Amen. I'm not, I don't even know he would mind if I stood in his presence, but man, I just wanted to worship him. Amen. And, uh, but anyway, after service, I, sp- I called the pastor, and the pastor was so excited. He said, hey, did you hear? Did you hear? How could I have heard? I said, what, what, what? He said, the little boy, they got him home. He's sitting up. He's feeding himself. Oh, wow. Glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, the bigger miracle was, obviously, the woman got saved. Now, in, in the month of, in the month of uh, June, there was a man from our church that had gone with me to India that went back to that same area preaching and ran into that same family. And there was that little boy healed. And that day when he, the, the man got saved, amen? amen? Hallelujah. So the whole family came to Jesus, praise the Lord. Glory to God. Amen? So, so I'm just telling you, I'm just more convinced than ever that the gospel is the power of God. Amen. It is the power of God to get you saved, get you healed, get you filled, get you free, whatever it is you need. It's, it's found in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And God wants you free. God wants you free. God wants you healed. Amen. God wants you healed. Now, when we talk about healing, we talk about whatever pain or sickness that may be in your body being, being removed, God healing you. But we also understand when you take the Bible as a whole and look at the whole package of everything that Jesus provided for us, it's bigger than that. And you have to, you have to see it bigger than that. It's not God's plan was not you get sick and get healed, get sick and get healed, get sick and get healed, get sick and get healed. That was not the plan of God. Amen. You have healing provided, absolutely, 100%, grace. Jesus provided it free of charge for all of his children. Amen. It's for all of us, 100%, nobody left out, amen? But it's more than that. He provided strength. If you're weak, he provided strength, amen? The Lord said, I will strengthen thee. 
The Bible said the Lord is the strength of your life. Well, your life is more than spiritual, it's physical as well. He said, I'll be your strength. Amen. But even more than that, man, I love this one. Psalms 103, he said, I'll renew your youth. Whoa, glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, I didn't put that in there. He put that in there. He said, I'll satisfy your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed. Amen. You run and not be weary. You walk and not faint. You'll mount up with the wings of eagles. Oh, hallelujah. I mean, God's not old. He's eternal. Amen. So even though you're chronologically aged, all of us are getting older every day, we don't have to take on an old mentality. Amen. We can have a newness, youth, by the Holy Spirit. Paul said the outward man perished, the inward man is renewed day by day. Isn't that right? So he, he renews our youth. I claim that one almost every day. Amen. He renews our youth. But even, even beyond that, really, really, he even gives us more than that. He provides for us immunity. I mean, I can go through the scripture and prove that to you, but I mean, a good one, Mark 16, he said, you drink any deadly thing, it won't hurt you. Amen. Did he say it? You drink any deadly thing, it won't hurt you. He said, he's not telling you to go out there and test God and drink poison to see if it works. He's just saying in the course of life, if you drink deadly things, it won't even hurt you. See, the whole provision of Christ is more than you get sick, get healed, get sick, get healed, get sick, get healed. He's talking about living big in you so you don't get sick. Amen. Now, if you're sick, that's not a condemnation. That's not a put down. That is saying there's more. This is bigger than what we ever dreamed. Amen. It's bigger than what we ever thought it was. Hallelujah. And sometimes we, we might struggle because our thinking is here and our faith is here. But our faith has to be in what he said. If God said this, you can't put your faith here. If God said this, you got to put your faith there. Amen. You put your faith in what he said. You put your faith in what he, what he promised. Amen. I mean, I can't do it. You can't do it. But hallelujah, he's good. Amen. He's good for his promises. Amen. And so we put our faith in what he said. And so whatever our condition may or may not be, we can be healed. Nothing, nothing, nothing is, is impossible. Amen. Amen. Um, I'm just giving you an overview of healing for a minute. All right. This is in your mind. I don't know if you, you put up scriptures, put up Exodus 15, 26. In the old Testament under the old covenant, God here is, is establishing a covenant. He says, I am Jehovah Rapha. Amen. I am Jehovah Rapha. Meaning what? At the end of that, for I am the Lord, I am the Lord that heals you. I am Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah, the word Jehovah is a compound Hebrew word that is comprised of, of the three forms of the word to be. Was, am, shall be. That word Jehovah is a compound of those three. Take those three verbs and put them in one thing. It becomes, that's where Jehovah comes out of. Amen. So when you put that together, you have God saying, I will forever manifest myself to you as your healer. Past, present, future. I will forever manifest myself as your healer. He said, I am the Lord that heals you. Now, when you read that, you see God is presenting himself to Israel as their healer. And if you read the whole background of that, he healed them all. Three million Israelites, three million Israelites. And the Bible said in Psalms 105, about verse uh, 
Uh, maybe 107, I can't remember, I'm sorry. But it says that he brought them out with silver and gold and there was not one feeble person among their tribes. Not one feeble person among their tribes. Amen. So God healed them all. Three million. All three million were healed under an inferior covenant. The inferior covenant. The Bible says we've got a better covenant based upon better promises. And under the inferior covenant, God healed them all. Hallelujah. Say amen. 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 So, but when you look at that, the the healing there was based upon their obedience. Put that back up there for a second. Exodus 15, he says, if you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God, do that which is right in his sight, keep all of his statutes. Um, That's Exodus 15, 26. He said that, there it is, diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord, listen to the voice of the Lord your God, do that which is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments, keep all of his statutes. I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. So healing is based upon obedience. Obedience to what? Obedience to the law, right? But what you're going to find is, as time begins to move by, the way people connect to God changes, but, the, but God never changes. Okay? So you're there, you see that it, it was healing was for Israel at that time under the law was based upon obedience, Right? Well, then you shift forward and you have God the Son, Jesus on the earth, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you find how many is he healing? He's healing them all. Amen? Over and over again, the Bible said that he healed them all. Amen? He healed them all. But how did people connect? Jesus wasn't, that was not, right there was not the message of Jesus to the people that needed to be healed. What did Jesus say? According to your faith, bid unto you. Amen? According to your faith, he said to the one with the issue of blood, your faith has made you whole. He said to the, you know, the man said, Lord, if thou can do anything, you can make me, you can heal me. And, and, uh, and Jesus, no, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believes. And so Jesus' message was, you can be healed if you believe. So the way they would connect with Jesus, it would go to where Jesus was, listen to his message, and they would receive and, and be healed. Amen. So the healer is the same, but the way they connected was different. So under the law, it was based on obedience. Now Jesus is here, and it's based on faith. It's based on believing. But now something happened. At the end of the Gospels, at the end of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it's all the same story. And what happened was, was that Jesus went to the cross. Jesus went to the cross and, uh, and he paid for our sins. He paid the debt that we owed God. He paid it all. Hallelujah. He took upon himself our sin. He took upon himself our sickness. And they nailed him to the cross. And nailed to the cross, he poured out all of his blood. Amen. And the pouring out of his blood was the payment for all of our sins. Our sin was like a debt we owed God. Jesus said we were to pray like this, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And so a sin, in that sense, was like a debt you owed God. Except this debt of sin was so massive that it was nothing you could ever repay. You could never repay it. Not in a lifetime of good works. Not in a lifetime of doing everything perfectly. But Jesus said, hey, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I love you so much. I love you so much that I am going to pay your debt. I'm going to pay the debt that you owe God. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I want to tell you today that when he paid the debt, he paid it all. 
He paid it all. Hallelujah. Come on, say amen. He paid it all. Glory to God. He paid it all. I like to say this. He paid too much. He paid too much. Why do I say he paid too much? Ephesians 1 and 7 says that he forgives us according to the riches of his grace. He took the riches of his grace as a payment for my sin. He paid too much. What I mean by that, I mean it's like this. It's like you go and have a meal and the, and the meal's $20 except you leave a $100 bill on the table. You, you, over, you paid, yeah, but you overpaid. Everybody's happy when you leave, amen. <laughs> Please come back. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I mean, when Jesus paid for your sins, it's not like you owed $100 and he paid 95 and then expected you to struggle and pay back the, the last $5. Amen. It was, like, it was like you were in prison. Jesus walks in and buys the place. He said, I own this now. You're my son, so we own it together. And not only are you let out, but you now own the place. Come on. You, 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 walk, you walk out with an attitude. Come on. Say amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, there's that scripture. According to, he forgave us according to the riches of his grace. So he, he overpaid. So if you owed God a thousand, he put down a million. He so forgave you, so relieved you, so relieved you, so released you, so freed you. Amen. You never have to carry that weight or burden again. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. And when he died, when he died and he cried, it is finished. Something happened. You know what happened. The veil was rent in half. God gave notice he's moving out of that temple made with hands. And he was going to do something. He was going to move into the bodies of God's people. Amen. So that the Bible says your body has become, 1 Corinthians 6, 19 says, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen? The Greek word temple is the Greek word naos. See, the Greeks had two different words for the temple. One was the Greek word heiron, which meant the whole temple, which included the outer court, the inner court, and the Holy of Holies. But when the Greek person wanted to speak about that special place, it was the Holy of Holies where God's Shekinah glory dwelt. He called it, he called it the naos. Your body is the naos of God. Your body has become the holy of holies of the glory of God. Hallelujah. Say amen. So he came to live in us. <laughs> he came to live and he lives in us. Amen. He lives in us. Praise God. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, Turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter, chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. I've just preached all of that to bring you up here to Romans chapter 8. But I, want, I want you to see something now. And, and this is going to set the direction where we're going to go for the next, next few minutes. I just want you to see something from, from this position for a second, all right? Uh, I'll read, I, I would normally would read verses 1 through 11, but for sake of time, I won't read all that. But, but let me just read verses, verses 1 and 2, and then I'll skip over to verses 10 and uh, possibly 10 and 11. Let's read this. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. 
For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Now, I'm talking about, I'm talking about healing now. I'm talking about new life in your body. I'm talking about strength. I'm talking about renewal of your youth. I'm talking about, I'm talking about immunity. I'm talking about the whole package of what Jesus provided for you for the physical. All right? Glory. There is therefore now, when? Now, no condemnation. Now, we always think condemnation means that, well, he condemned me, meaning he made you feel guilty. Well, the word condemnation here has nothing to do with how you feel. The word condemnation there is a legal term, and it is the word for the, for the sentence or the verdict in a trial. It's what it is. Amen? It is the sentence of death upon someone who's been found guilty. But Jesus, having paid it all, having paid all of our debt, there is now no condemnation. There is no sentence of death in my life. (laughs) Justification says, he justified me. Meaning what? He made me righteous. You know, the elementary definition of justified, you know, you probably know it, but I, I love it. I use it everywhere. Justified, just as if I'd never sinned. His grace, his blood is so powerful that when he has his work in my life, it's just as if I had never sinned. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. I mean, how close could you be to God? How close could you be to God? How closely could you walk with the Holy Spirit if you had never sinned? If you had never missed it? That's what Jesus did in his sacrifice. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation. Hallelujah. The word no there is even interesting. It's the Greek word that means not even one. It's a negative one. It's the number one with a negative in front of it. Not even one. There's not even one condemnation. There's not even one. Not even one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is therefore now no condemnation. Now let's skip to verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, which is everything he provided out of his sacrifice, has made me free. Stop right there. Free. Let me say free. Say I'm free. Say I'm free. The word free means exempt. Really, study in Strong's. It means exempt. Exempt from what? I'm exempt from the law of sin and death. There is not one condemnation. There is not one sentence of death in my life anywhere. It's all been removed. And, the, and, the, and I am also free, exempt. The law of sin and death no longer applies to me. I've been exempt. <laughs> Listen, if you, take, <laughs> if you take that as what it says, there is not a reason for you even to die. If the Bible means what it says and says what it means, the law of sin and death doesn't even apply. Oh, don't make me preach now. My gracious. Glory, hallelujah. (laughs) Okay, let's keep reading for a minute. Verse 3. 
for what the law could not do and that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son. So we're talking about something God did, not something you did, not something I did. If, the, if we as the people did it, it would be flawed. It would be imperfect. It would not be enough. But if God himself did it, it's more than enough. It's way more than enough. Hallelujah. God sending his son in the likeness of sinful flesh, the Bible says he did what? He condemned sin in the flesh. Verse 4. Verse 4, man. Just, I just want to, I need, a, I, need catch, I need some catchers. I'm about to fall out. Amen. Verse 4, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. Walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Now stop right there for a minute. The the righteousness of the law. The righteousness of the law. Are y'all still with me? The righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. What is the righteousness of the law? The righteousness of the law is the righteousness of a perfectly lived life. What if there was somebody that from the time they were born all the way through life to the time they died obeyed every commandment? Every moment of every day until that time they came to the end of their life, their life is over, and they look back and they lived a perfect life. Now, obviously for none of us that would be true, right? But it's true, it's, it's true regarding Jesus. So he takes the, the, he takes the gift of, a, of the righteousness of the law fulfilled. He takes the gift of a perfectly lived life and gives that to you as a gift. He gives that to you as a gift. Through G- in Christ. I'm in Christ. My face in Jesus. So I stand before God as if I've lived a perfectly lived life. The righteousness of the law is fulfilled in me. Hallelujah. Amen. So there's no condemnation. There's not one sentence of death. Amen. I mean, where does sickness come from? Sickness came from the sentence of death in the garden. Amen. God said to Adam and Eve, in the day you eat thereof, you shall surely die. They ate, and then the Bible says that, that through sin, death entered into the world. And with death came sickness. So, so really, sickness is the, is the workings of death in one level or another. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. But now, there's not one condemnation that I am exempt from the law of sin and death. There has been given to me the fulfillment of the righteousness of the law is fulfilled in me. So then what does God do? God then fills me with the Holy Spirit. And you skip now, to, and I'm going to read a few more in between verses, but let's skip to verse 10. God does something. And if Christ be in you, If Christ be in you. So what is the condition now? See, under the old covenant, the condition was obedience. When Jesus was here, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the condition was faith. See, we're struggling with things. But God says here, the condition is if Christ be in you. Is he in there? Then guess what? The body's dead because of sin, but the spirit is life. The spirit is life. Hallelujah. And that that word life doesn't mean human life. It means God's life. The spirit is life because of righteousness. Go to the next verse. 
Here's the condition. He said, but if the spirit of him, if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, that's the condition. Does the Holy Spirit dwell in you? Hallelujah. Then here's the deal. He that raised up Christ from the dead is going to be also quickening. He's going to be quickening your mortal body right where you're sitting at right now. There's a quickening. There's a life flowing through your body right now. Because why? Just because the Holy Ghost is living on the inside. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. So I've just come by to tell you, child of God, if Christ be in you and the Holy Ghost be in you, you already got it. It's already on the inside. Hallelujah. It don't have to fall out of heaven. God don't have to get off his throne. He's already done the work and the Holy Ghost is already in you. And so therefore, there is life pulsating through you called the life of the Spirit, the same life that raised Jesus from the dead. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory, glory, glory. Amen. I got it already, praise the Lord. Amen. Every side, I've got it already. Oh, hallelujah. Now, now, when you read through there, there's something begins to happen. As we just, just accept those verses for what they say, something starts happening. It's what I call thinking from faith. Okay, I begin to think from faith, okay? All this is true because it's true because it's in the Bible. It has to be true. Then, then, uh, then I'm healed. Then I'm healed. I'm healed. Hallelujah. I'm healed. I'm healed. Hallelujah. So that's the big question. At what time are you going to believe you're healed? At what point are you going to believe you're healed? When you feel better? Well, you can't base it on that. Amen. Is your feeling stronger than the word of God? Is the testimony of your five senses of greater witness than, than the Holy Ghost and the written word of God? No. I'm going to say my senses, you're lying to me. You're lying to me. I'm not sick. I'm healed. I'm healed by the power of God. I'm healed. I got the Holy Ghost living on the inside of me. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is pulsating inside of me. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. So I've got Jesus in me. Amen. I got Jesus in me. Man, that's so powerful. I mean, we, we, we don't need to overlook that. Amen. Sometimes we, sometimes we treat God as if the cross never happened and the resurrection never happened and we just want God to do something else. <laughs> Amen. Well, it ain't going to happen that way. Amen. I was praying recently, seeking the Lord, and I find myself at times praying, oh, God, I'm praying for revival. Oh, God, pour out your spirit. Oh, God, pour out your spirit. Every, almost every time I say that, God, pour out your spirit, I hear him say, I already did that. Oh, God, pour out your spirit. Hey, I already did that. And I heard him say this. It slipped out of my mouth again as I was praying. This is, this, this, this is happened this past week. I was praying. Holy God, and I slipped out again. Holy God, pour out your spirit. And I heard him say in a strong tone, he said, I sent the spirit of my son into your heart, crying, Abba, Father. You're still praying for me to do something. I sent the spirit of my son into your heart. <laughs> glory, glory, glory. Amen. Amen, glory. Now, 
We walk through those scriptures and we see all of that I pointed out to you there. And there's, some, there's a couple of points that, are, that I obviously skipped. And some of you are th- sitting here thinking, no, I've read that. I know he's skipping parts of it. Well, it's important. Those parts are important. That's why I'm going back and looking at them now. Amen? Because you jump, jump up there to verse 1. Jump up there to verse 1. It says, okay, no condemnation that was in Christ Jesus, who walked not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Drop down to verse 4. Talks about the righteousness of the law that might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Isn't that right? Okay. For they that are, that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Now, Let's talk about that for a minute, all right? Because now we understand that, that if I'm going to, if I'm going to, if healing is going to be real in me, real on me, I have to understand the sacrifice of Jesus and that he paid it all and that there's no condemnation. If I'm walking around trying to still earn my, my earn a right standing with God, then you're never going to get anywhere with God. I promise you that. You'll never get anywhere with God. Amen. You can't ignore Jesus and get anywhere with God, right? So I stand there, no condemnation. I stand there having been made righteous. I stand there before God, all my sins washed away. I acknowledge that is true. I also acknowledge that God has filled me with the Holy Spirit. And when he did that, there was a radical change that took place in me. And now that that radical change is taking place in me, I'm going to walk in accordance to my connection with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to live in accordance to my connection with the Holy Spirit. And in that connection is where all of this stuff is really flowing deep and wide. Amen. It's in my connection with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Now I'm going kind of, you know, I'm not, I'm just plowing in here. Are y'all with me now? Amen. Listen, this is rich. I'm going to get into some stuff right now. I'm telling you, it's going to just, I, I promise you, listen, I'm just going to make a promise to you. If you just, just, just maybe, and, and some of you already know, but I know as we connect here and we, we begin to look to the word, I'm telling you, there's a, there's a few little changes in view when you make them suddenly Suddenly something will happen. Amen? Suddenly something will happen. Praise the Lord. Okay. Turn in your Bible to John chapter 3 and verse 6. John chapter 3 verse 6. Now, what I'm going to talk about for just for the next few minutes is just my connection, your connection with the Holy Spirit. And, and I want to show you some things of how that you, are, you, have, you have been radically changed when you got saved and to look at yourself in light of that change all right that which is born jesus is talking here that which is born of the flesh is what is flesh okay the first time i was born i was born of the flesh and so all i was was flesh i was limited to the flesh okay flesh works with flesh 
Flesh hears flesh. Okay? Flesh is fundamentally blind and deaf to spirit. That's why they're atheists. They're flesh, and they can deny the existence of God, and as far as they're concerned, there is no God. You have a hard time proving it sometimes. Right? Because flesh is, works with flesh. Flesh hears flesh. Flesh works with flesh. I mean, that's the way it is. But that the first time you were born, you were born of the flesh. But God reached you through his grace and you came to Christ and got saved. And when you got saved, you were born again. And being born again, you were born of the Spirit. You were born of the Spirit. It's capital S. It means you were born of the Holy Spirit. Say, I was born of the Holy Spirit. Say it loud. Say, I was born of the Holy Spirit. I was born of the Spirit. So, if I'm born of the Spirit, what did Jesus say? Then that which is born of the Spirit is Spirit. I'm no longer flesh. I have a fleshly body, but that's not who I am. Jesus said that which is born of the Spirit is Spirit. And so, when you look in a mirror... And you see yourself and you think that's all there is. And you relate to yourself through what you see in the mirror. Then you're still thinking according to the flesh. Now, when we talk about flesh in the church, most of the time people think we're talking about lust and immorality. Yeah, that can be part of it, but I'm not dealing with that right now. I'm just dealing with the fundamental composition of what you are. Okay? You're born of the flesh, you're flesh. But now you've been born of the Spirit, and so therefore you're more than flesh. You are spirit. You are spirit. Amen? So when you look in the mirror, what you're really seeing is the tip of the iceberg. You're a million times bigger than what you can see. But if you make decisions, if you make decisions based on what you see, and you think in line of what you see, then you're still living in the flesh. You're still living under the limitations of the flesh. (laughs) Oh, but hallelujah. I want to tell you, I've got an insight. I've got a revelation. And the revelation is, is I was born again. Hallelujah. And being born again, I have become spirit. Hallelujah. Spirit hears spirit. Spirit works with spirit. Hallelujah. But notice, Holy Spirit, he is born of the Spirit is Spirit. So Holy Spirit and I are fundamentally now the same substance. It's like taking a, you know, I've got a big tub of water. That's Holy Spirit. I got a little cup of water. That's me. Poured a cup of water into the big tub of water. You can't tell what part's me and what part's him. It's the same stuff. They all flow together. Me and Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. If I'm cut off, I'm nothing. But I'm not cut off. Hallelujah. I'm in. Praise the Lord. I'm born of the Spirit. And since I'm born of the Spirit, I am Spirit. And since I am Spirit, then I can hear. I can hear. Hallelujah. I said I can hear. Praise God. I can hear Spirit. I can work with Spirit. Praise God. Now, born of the flesh, flesh 
All kinds of limitations, all kinds of impossibilities. Oh, but I come by to tell you that which is born of the Spirit is Spirit, and there are no more limits, and there are no more impossibilities. Hallelujah. There are no more impossibilities. All the rules have changed. All the rules have changed. I'm in a brand new world now. You see, the problem is Christians have never realized the change. And so they're, even though they're spirit, they're still walking as if they're flesh. They're still thinking as if they're flesh. Amen. That's why Romans chapter 8 says that they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. They think in line with the flesh. They think according to the flesh. And so therefore they're limited to the flesh. And ultimately they die. But they that are after the spirit do now have a change of the way they think. They think in line with the Spirit. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. So we began to work together with the Holy Spirit now. Amen. We begin now to work together with the Holy Spirit. It's a new life, a new way of living. Hallelujah. Now, Turn, turn in your, turn, put scripture first, um, excuse me, John 14, John 14, I believe it is, uh, I don't know, verse, I think it's verse, uh, verse 16, I think so. Hallelujah, we'll find it, amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen, wow. What time y'all get out? Whenever, all good, Praise. I like that. Amen. Just hang on with me now. I'm not here to keep you long or to, you know, Make you miss your dinner, lunch, or whatever you call it, lunch, amen, or dinner. Let, let's look here, verse seven, it's verse, actually verse 17, okay? Let's look at this verse. If the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not, the world can't see him. The world can't see the Holy Ghost, but neither know him. But Jesus said, you know him. You know him. The Holy Spirit's not a stranger to you. You know the Holy Spirit. He was the one that revealed Jesus to you. He was the one that brought you to Christ. He was the one that applied the blood. He was the one that filled you. Amen. So, so say this with me. Say, say, Holy Spirit. Come on, say it now. Say, Holy Spirit, I know you. We're not dealing with something here that's weird or strange. We're dealing with the person we know. We know him well. We know him deeply. We know him intimately. I know the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I know you. Guess what, Holy Spirit? I'm born of you. I'm born of you. I'm just like you now. Hallelujah. Because you're spirit and I'm spirit. And I know you. I know you. Hallelujah. He said, for you know him, for he dwells with you, but he shall be in you. Now, that was before Pentecost and all that stuff, but now we're on this side. So he dwells with me and he, and he dwells in me. Amen. So, so I don't go around. Listen, I, we have to, I have to retrain myself and I'm still working on it so much. I have to quit, I have to quit asking God to send from heaven what is already, is already in me. Amen. I, I, start, I start cultivating a new way of thinking. I start cultivating a new way of living with conversation with the Holy Spirit. I wake up in the morning, I say, Holy Spirit, I'm so glad you're in me. Holy Spirit, I'm so glad you're with me. 
can't see him. You can't always feel him. But the word says he's there. Amen. So I, I have made a decision. I'm no longer going to live my life and ignore the Holy Spirit. I've lived too much of my life, even as a preacher, ignoring the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so I look for, listen to me now, this is so important. I look for every opportunity to have conversation with the Holy Spirit. I, I acknowledge, I, I'm not perfect at it, but I'm working on it. I acknowledge every act of grace. I acknowledge every act of favor that I see. And I acknowledge the Holy Spirit. Amen. I said, Holy Spirit, that was wonderful. Man, that was great. Amen. I mean, as simple as a parking space. Amen. Man, I pulled in here and ushers greeted me with a smile and a hallelujah and a thank you, Jesus, and told me I could park right there at the door. I said, hallelujah, Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, you gave me favor. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. So I'm cultivating my life in the Spirit. I'm cultivating. Listen. I'm building an awareness of his presence. Holy Spirit. The flowers. Man, Holy Spirit, you're so creative. You're so powerful. You're so artistic. You designed them. Holy Spirit, you're so awesome. Awesome. Walk out at night and the stars are shining. Holy Spirit. You put them all up there and you know them all by name. Holy Spirit, you're awesome. Wow. Acknowledging his presence, conducting conversation with the Holy Spirit. Everything's changed. You see, what happens when you live like that? Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 8 comes alive. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. So we conduct conversation with the Holy Spirit. We acknowledge the Holy Spirit. We're not living in the flesh. See, when you ignore the Holy Spirit and everything you do, you do by yourself. See, I, I can't live. I, I I'm not living. Everything I do, I'm inviting the Holy Spirit into that part of my life. And if the Holy Spirit can't be involved, then I'm not going there. Amen. It's that simple. Amen. If I'm going hunting, I'm inviting the Holy Spirit. I'm inviting the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm living my life in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. I'm preaching. I'm not preaching alone. I'm preaching with the Holy Spirit. I'm driving home this evening. I'm driving home with the Holy Spirit. Everything I do, I'm doing with the Holy Spirit. Acknowledging his presence. Inviting him. Welcoming him. Acknowledging him as being there. Amen. I'm not somewhere down here on this planet like a grain of sand. Insignificant grain of sand lost in the numbers of the crowd. Looking up to a God who is distant wondering if he knows my name. And crying out to him to come down here and please do something. That's not the way it works. He loved you with an everlasting love. He knew your name before the foundations of the earth. Hallelujah. He planned to have loving, glorious fellowship with you. He yearns for it. Hallelujah. He just wants you to acknowledge him. Hallelujah. What he's done in his presence in your life. Oh, praise the Lord and start walking with him every day of your life. Praise God. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, oh, glory, glory, glory. Now, your body, your body was designed to absorb the anointing. When God originally made man, Genesis chapter, chapter 1 and then in chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2, God forms man out of the dust of the earth and he makes him of the perfect chemical composition, whatever you want, however you want to say that. And then God did something. God went into his nose, into his nostrils. And when God breathed in his nostrils the breath of life, his body was made perfectly in his body sucked that up. His body absorbed that. And that moment it absorbed that, he came to life. His body was designed, the human body was designed by God to absorb the anointing. I mean, if you don't believe that, what about Elisha and his bones laying in a grave years after he died? His bones absorbed the anointing. They throw that dead guy in there on top of him. Bang, there's still enough glory in them bones to get him up out of the grave. Your body was designed to absorb the anointing. It's like someone says, like, your body's like bounty. The quicker picker-upper. Your body absorbs the anointing. Amen? I mean, think about this, all right? It's in the dead of winter. You got a, you got a wood stove there. Man, that thing is, is you got the wood in there and you got the, everything opened up. Man, that thing is cranking out some heat, right? You go over and stand near that stove, stand near that, that wood stove. You walk away from the wood stove and you go to the back room where it's a little cold and there's someone there that's cold there. You know your body now has absorbed heat and you can put your hand on them. And you can, you can, you can your body's absorbed that heat. Now you can, you can minister heat because your body has, your body was designed to absorb. Your body absorbed the heat. Now you can minister heat to that person that's cold. Amen. Or there's a freezer, you know, you walk up to the freezer, you stick your hands in that freezer. Leave your hands in the freezer and then walk away from the freezer and find something that's hot and put your hand on them. Amen. You can cool them because why? Because your, your flesh has absorbed the cool. Your flesh has absorbed that cool. It's carrying that cool now. You're not the, you're not the heater and you're not the cooler, but your body has absorbed that. And now you're, you're carrying that in your flesh. Hallelujah. We're in here in worship. Listen, you're, 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 if you, if I'm telling you, if you'll see what I'm saying, every time you get in the presence of God, your flesh will start absorbing the anointing. Your flesh will start absorbing the anointing. Amen. It'll start coming on your skin. It'll start coming in your heart. It'll get in your blood. It'll get in your pancreas. It'll get in your spleen. It'll get in your stomach. It'll get in your, your bowels. Hallelujah. Your whole body will start absorbing the anointing. It'll start absorbing the Your bones will start absorbing the anointing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The bones will start absorbing it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Glory. See, we thought that 
flesh and spirit. You know, yeah, we understand the, 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 the contrast in morality. But we're talking about you who's a Christian. Faithful to the blood of Jesus, full of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is quickening. He's quickening. What's he doing in there? Holy Ghost, what are you doing in there? Quickening. Quickening. Like, like impulses of electricity. It's flowing in me all the time. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Carry it in my flesh. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. See, and then you walk in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You'll be like Moses. You'll be like Moses. Moses' flesh absorbed the glory so much he had to wear a veil. Because why? Because his, his flesh absorbed it. Flesh absorbed it. And so he walked out among the people and his face shone like a light. Amen. See, you'll never know how much you are shining. You'll never know how much you're carrying as you walk in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And then all of a sudden you walk up to somebody who has need. <laughs> Glory to God. And then you'll begin to flow in that same presence, the same anointing. You begin to lay your hand on them and, whoa, be, <laughs> Glory to God. That heat, that cold, that anointing, you're carrying it now. You're releasing it now. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You say, how long are you going to preach? <laughs> Until you get it. Until you jump up and scream and say, I've got it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, I, don't, I can't speak for you. I can't talk, I'm going to talk for me. It just don't work the way I thought it worked. It don't at all. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So you don't have to be weird. To manifest his glory. Amen. You don't have to be weird to manifest his glory. You just got to be real with the Holy Spirit. You hear his voice because your spirit. Ah, what a man of God. I mean, quit doing that. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. Now, I want to do something for just one, and then I'm going to close with this, all right? And then we're going to pray for people, all right? I, I want, again, I want to, I'm doing a shift of thinking for a minute. This is, this is, just follow me as we go through this, all right? Now that I understand that I'm no longer flesh, I'm spirit. Born of the spirit, I am spirit. Everything's changed now. The way I see things, the way I acknowledge things, everything's changed now. How many of you, how many of you can see that, that, that everything's changed now? Amen. Everything's changed now. All right? Okay. Let's, let's deal with the word. Let's deal with the word supernatural and the word miracle. Now, you guys did a song earlier that had supernatural and a miracle in it, and this is in no way a criticism of that song, okay? I like that song. But I just, I want you to, I just want you to see it differently for a moment and you, because I'm making a point that I want you to see. Is that all right? So if I use the word miracle, I'm going to use the word miracle, right? 
use the word miracle. Now, let's, let's draw a line to the middle of this church. Let's say I draw a line to the middle of this church. On this side is one position. On this side is another position. Let's do that for, for illustration so we can see this. I'm going I'm to give you a, a series of a pair of words. When I give you those pair of words, you decide in your mind under which category does miracle belong. Okay, here's the first category. The first category is natural or unnatural. So over here is natural, over here is unnatural. Where are we going to put the word miracle? We're going to put it in the unnatural section or we're going to put it in the natural section? Well, it depends. Flesh works with flesh, spirit works with spirit. If spirit works with spirit, I've got to put miracle in the natural section. If I'm still operating according to the mind of the flesh, trying to get things from the spirit, then that's hard, so let's put that in the unnatural section. All right, here's another pair of words. Normal or abnormal? So it's miracle. We're going to take the word miracle. Are we going to put that in the normal or are we going to put that under the abnormal? Depends. Are we, are we have the, do we have the mind of the flesh or the mind of the spirit? Here's another pair of words. Expected or unexpected? Which category are we going to put miracle under? Here's another pair of words, easy or hard? I'm going to put miracle under easy or put it under hard? Well, for flesh, a miracle is hard. But for spirit, that's born of the spirit, easy. It's just part of the flow. It's just part of the life. It's just part of the plan. It's just part of the program. Amen? And in that sense, it's not really special. You see... What people have done, when you mention the word miracle, they put the word miracle under a category and they have said, okay, I I need a miracle. They say, I need a miracle. So what are they asking for? They're asking for an unnatural, abnormal, unusual, hard, impossible, unexpected event to take place. And so because of that, we need everybody to pray. Let's get thousands across America praying because, my God, this is hard. This is hard. This is, we're looking for something unnatural. We're looking for something abnormal. We're looking for something unusual. We're looking for something that's totally unexpected. And so we got to get so many people praying, and we're all pushing. Uh, maybe we can get it done. But what if it's not like that at all? What if I'm born of the Spirit? Therefore, I'm spirit. And so a miracle is no longer unnatural. A miracle is a natural part of who he is and who I am. Hallelujah. It's no longer an abnormal thing in my life. It's now become the norm. We walk in it every day. I hear his voice every day. He's quickening my body every day. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's no longer, it's no longer an unexpected thing. It's expected. It's easy as possible. Hallelujah. Yeah. Not special. You're special because you're born again. You're saved. You're paid for by the blood of Jesus, full of the Holy Ghost. Now it's, not spe- now it's not extraordinary special anymore. It's, it's still special in the fact that, wow, it's powerful, it's real. Amen? 
Glory to God. How many of you hear what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm not under any sentence of death. I'm exempt. I'm exempt from the law of sin and death. The righteousness of the law is fulfilled in me. Now I'm walking according to the Spirit. I'm Holy Ghost is quickening all over me now. I'm hearing his voice every day. More clearly now than I've ever heard. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There's no reason for you to stay sick. You can't give me any reason for you to stay sick. There's no condemnation on you now. There's no sentence of death there anymore. Hallelujah. The righteousness of Christ has been given to you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I could just give you a hundred testimonies. Amen. But I just want to tell you God's real. Amen. God is real. God is good. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Would you just stand up on your feet, everybody? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we welcome you today. Thank you for your glorious presence today. Thank you, Lord, that you open our eyes to see. You open our ears to hear. You open our heart, God, to understand and to receive. Lord, I thank you for it, God. <laughs> Lord, God, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the quickening of the Holy Ghost. Quickening of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Yeah, Lord, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands up to heaven. I'm telling you, the power of the Holy Spirit. I tell you, the power of the Holy Spirit's been in here from, from first note, from first song. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Something happening right now all over you. So your body is just absorbing it, absorbing it, soaking it in. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Spirit, I welcome you today. I welcome and acknowledge your presence. You're here. We acknowledge that you're here. You're here. We acknowledge that your people are here. We acknowledge it, Lord. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your presence, Lord. Hallelujah. If you need healing today, maybe you just need new strength. If maybe you say, preacher, I just just lately I've just felt like I just don't have no strength. I don't have no strength to hardly get up and keep going, but I got to keep going. And I need new strength. Or maybe you say, preacher, all of a sudden, I just, you know, I just feel so old. And you say, I just need God to renew some things, renew my youth. Amen. Now we're all getting older. Amen. I keep claiming that verse, waiting my hair to change colors, but it hadn't happened yet. Amen. But whatever it is you need today, I'm just asking you to just get out of your seat and come here and join me in the front. I'm going to join 
with you today. Amen. Something is going to happen. Something is already happening. Something's already happening. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, whatever you need is, don't stay back there. Come on up. Amen. You miss all, but preacher, my situation is impossible. We're not looking at it like that anymore. Amen. It's not impossible. With spirit, there are no limits. Amen. And no limits. No limits. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, let's lift our hands up in worship to the Lord. Worship to the Lord. Lord, I thank you, Lord, today. Thank you for your glorious anointing and power and strength and glory. <laughs> Lord God, I thank you for it right now. Lord, I thank you for it right now, Lord. Lord, I trade your name, I trade your name, I trade your name. Hallelujah. 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 H